What is going on, everybody? It is Austin with me, as always, is Josh. Josh here. And we actually have a special guest in the background here. It's Mr. Brazier. What's up, peeps? <laughs> Dude, you don't have to put it right in my face. Yeah, no, we uh, we just figured we'd jump back on. It's about 10.53 here on the 4th of July. Do a quick weekend review, man. It's been a big one, dude. Coming in at number one on Motor Monday. Motor Monday. Motor Monday. Motor I, Monday. I got myself a brand new, to me, 2016 Ford Explorer Platinum. That's slick. Tell us a little bit about it. What comes on the Platinum Ford Explorer 2016 edition? So, basically, every feature you can think of, backup camera, front camera, bird's eye view, sensors all around, heated seats, cooled seats, massaging seats, two rows of bucket seats, auto folding third row. It's got the works. You just got to have that. I mean, that's just an essential. It's one of those things where people think it's a little bit outlandish that I have all the features in that vehicle. I'm like, oh, do you really use those? A big one, too, is the double sunroof. The double sunroof's a big one. With my line of work, I'm constantly using the sunroof, so it's it's awesome to have. But, but my vehicle is my business. So yeah. I, I need all the creature features. And I totally understand, like, in my line of work, too, my car is in my mobile office, so to be able to have those things like a mobile hotspot, um, I don't know if I can... And, and if you're hearing this in the background, it is the 4th of July. We've got some fireworks in the background. We're not going to reduce in post because God bless America. But to be able to work from your car, you've got to have those kind of creature features like that. That's just essential. And oh, how I'm long have you been without a car, though? Like, how long have you been looking until Motor Monday? Motor Monday. Motor Monday. I have been car homeless for the past four months, dude. That's crazy. And before this, I was driving a 2007 Toyota FJ Cruiser, and it was like the Tonka truck of <laughs> SUVs. I mean, the knobs on there were made by Asians for Americans. It's like, if you had a caricature of what the American consumer would like, that's what that car was. It, I mean, to adjust the volume in that thing, you had a three-inch thick knob that you would just twist around. It's the best you could get, honestly. Looking back on it now, I miss it because it was. It was like sitting in the cockpit of the concept of America in Asian eyes. It was just phenomenal. The thing was a big rolling block. If I had a headwind, my miles per gallon would dip into the negatives. It was just the least aerodynamic vehicle of all time. But now, oh, I'm getting the signal. We're moving into... Twisted Tuesday. Twisted Tuesday. Twisted Tuesday. We picked up some of those Sonic brand hard seltzers. I hate to be the one to say it, but I'm giving it two thumbs way down. Not good. Very strong malty taste and, uh, yeah, not no cherry limeade. Yeah, I mean, if you thought for a second, like, oh, what, what, what do I think cherry limeade tastes like? You'd probably go with something like, oh, maybe a little cherry, maybe a little lime. Maybe a little aged. This was mostly awful. Horrible. I mean, if you imagine being on a desert island with nothing to drink and one of these washed ashore, you'd take one sip and you'd probably pour it out. It, it was not a pleasant experience. 
I think they're five or six percent alcohol, and they come in the sixteen ounce cans. So, I mean, it'll get the job done, but it's uh, it's pretty rough. Moving on to Whiskey Wednesday. Whiskey Wednesday. Whiskey Wednesday. Uh, we honestly had the uh, acute pleasure of finding one of the rare last on the planet bottles of Blanton's. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, if you've never had it, it's primo. There's a reason that John Wick is drinking it in the John Wick franchise. It's top shelf, if you will. Oh, I wholly agree. I'm going to defer on this one mostly to Josh. I've been sober for quite a few years now. I mean, if I had to describe it, it's it's buttery, it's smooth. I've, uh, to quote Austin, I've had the distinct pleasure of having tried several other top shelf bourbons, and for the money and the scarcity, as far as a special event type of drink, I think Blanton's, and I've had I've had Pappy Van Winkle, mind you, I've had. Currently, E.H. Taylor, Stranahan's, which is actually a very solid one. Oh, speaking of E.H. Taylor, um, I was on a job site over in Arkansas. I mean, pardon, Arkansas the <coughs> other day. Arkansas. Arkansas. And I was talking to a guy who owned uh, a pretty upscale liquor store, mm-hmm. and he had a bottle of E.H. Taylor Tornado Cask. Really? Really. Let me Let me pull that up on my phone real quick. I was unfamiliar with it. When he first was explaining it to me, I was going like, oh, that's a pretty, that's a cool concept. Um, it was involved in a tornado. Um, and then he went ahead and told me the value on it. Oh, here's one E.H. Taylor Warehouse. Let's see here. Yes, I am 21 years of age. Tornado Surviving Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey, 750 milliliters. One bottle of that's going to set you back $20,000. What? On let's see here. On Sunday evening, April second, two thousand six, a severe storm with tornado strength winds tore through central Kentucky, damaging two Buffalo Trace distilleries, aging warehouses. One of the damaged warehouses was Warehouse C, a treasured warehouse on the property built by Colonel Edmund Haynes Taylor Jr. in eighteen eighty one. Sustained significant damage to its roof and north brick wall, exposing a group of aging bourbon barrels to the elements. That summer, the exposed barrels waited patiently while the roof and walls were repaired, meanwhile being exposed to the central Kentucky climate. When these barrels were tasted years later, it was discovered that the sun, wind, and elements had experienced that they had experienced created a bourbon rich in flavors that was unmatched by anything made to this day. But how would you know? For $20,000, that's quite a big risk. I'm just going to go on a limb here and assume that it's going to taste like cornfields, disheveled hay, and Acts of God insurance clause, because that's all you would get out of whiskey, bourbon in this case, that's been tossed around or survived a tornado type experience. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a cool concept in theory, but they're kind of banking on the fact that you're willing to bet $20,000 on it tasting a little bit different because it got in the sun for a minute. I'm just saying, man, I got $20,000 to blow on a... Maybe I'd feel different. 
it's it's similar to that story um, I was watching the other day where the the Chinese guy in New York City was making the fake Rothko paintings mm-hmm. and was showing them to this art critic. Well, he was using a, a proxy from uh, South America. So he would send the paintings from New York to South America to this lady. The lady would show them to an art critic in New York City mm-hmm. who was then showing these fakes to Rothko's son. And the son was going, sure enough, yeah, that's one of my dad's paintings. Oh, dude. She bought one for $1.8 million, the art critic. For a forgery. For a forgery. Didn't come out until years later. The guy in Chinatown was doing Rothko's, Picasso's, Van Gogh's. They were saying most counterfeiters work in one medium. Mm-hmm. Typically one artist specifically. Yeah. This little Asian man in New York City. I don't want to say Chinese, but I already said it, but I'm going to go back. This Asian man was doing five different major artists over the course of 20 years. The thing is, the people that finally, when it ultimately came to light that they were forgeries, weren't mad that they spent $40 million on one of these paintings. I can't remember which one was $40 million. They weren't mad that they spent that much on it. They were mad that they spent that much, and it wasn't the name they wanted it to be. So they finally come after this Asian man. They're like, wow, what are we going to do? He ducked off back to Asia, and he was gone for a little bit non-extradition. But that guy, I go, think about what that says about our society. This guy is doing work that's good enough for the son of Rothko himself to go, yeah, that's one of my dad's pieces. Yeah. I go, is that not worth $40 million? Or yeah. in that case, 17 or $18 million? Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. I'm going to let you in on a little secret, guys. All of you art critics out there, they're just different colored squares. Don't be a square. That's right. Well, we'll move on now to Throwback Thursday. We've been throwing around the idea lately of uh, me, myself, Joshua, and Alex here with us today of doing our own little rally car club, like making some Baja mobiles. Yeah, Baja Brap mobiles. I'm going to actually pass the uh, microphone and the headset over to Alex so they can kind of go in on this subject while I step into the little boys' room. So while we're making this transition, we'll kind of explain a little bit here. Basically, um, the crazy part about it is this was something that had been passed around a little bit as far as, you know, just kind of discussing something to do you got a little bit of money on the side that you saved up and just have something so we got the microphone over to alex here alex introduce yourself real quick hello people of the world i am alex friend of josh and austin perfect so and everything's coming in clear you're on your first podcast are you guys fine it's exciting to be on my first ted talk (laughs) thank you for coming so we kind of have toyed around with the idea mind you of you know buying like a beater car or something but just haven't really been able to kind of nail down the specific theme and i'll admit i'm on here i can self-deprecate i've been very picky because there's specific vehicles that i look at and i'm like if we're gonna have a good time with this it's got to be something that's gonna be reliable it's gonna be something that's pretty inexpensive to insure and it's just reliable with our budget of three thousand dollars yeah 
<laughs> mind you, it's it is kind of difficult to find something that fits all that criteria within the budget. I think, you know, as of today, so as of July fourth, twenty twenty one, I think we've kind of narrowed it down to a. Um, I don't know the year on it, but it's a Saab ninety two slash X linear Saabaru. Early two thousands, and I, I think like two thousand five. I think oh five is about the year. Wagon that too, all wheel drive wagon. It's a daddy wagon. It is. And something to a sling around the woods. Five speed manual, all wheel drive. Engine's been rebuilt, so it's got everything that you would need done to it to be reliable and fun, without having to pay that expense yourself. So, something I'm toying with the idea of possibly looking at. And the benefit of um, our cohort colleague Alex here is that um, he'll be able to look at it on the back end and be like, this is a good vehicle for insurance. Yeah. I do work in insurance, uh, State Farm to be exact, and I work for an agent. So I'm always helping these guys out with questions or quoting here what not they want. And we're going to put some bare bones state minimum liability <laughs> on this thing we're just gonna enjoy it. i mean we're gonna drive it and, and the funny thing too drive is the piss out of this thing oh my goodness well and it's cool too because i've been yearning to have a vehicle that has you know a five six speed transmission this one has a five speed in it and from what i've heard and from what i understand the sobs actually have a pretty solid clutch uh they've got a solid transmission for a manual so it'll be good to kind of revisit that life experience it's been a couple of years and then alex here too you know it's just it's not something that's really common anymore so pretty right excited about it sob and you think unique unreliable but i don't know this one like you said it's a rebadged subaru yeah so just might have head gasket issues well and it says that the engine's been rebuilt but we'll look into it a little bit more and kind of see how the conversation continues this week so that that concludes throwback thursday and as we transition over, thank you so much, Alex, for joining us on our podcast. We're very excited to give you guys some updates down the road on possibly the Sabaru project. Um, we're oh well, I'm back, and we're moving on to Flaming Hot Friday. Oh, uh, I don't oh. know how we got tricked into it, but we've been on a hot sauce kick. Actually, I can I can go back and I actually can point it out. Dustin Poye himself came out with his own brand of hot sauce through the Heartbeat Heat Company. Heat Mist, I think. Heat Mist, yeah. I believe, company. And they're up out of Canada. So I ordered a bottle because I got I to gotta appreciate the boy from Lafayette. Uh, and it's good stuff, but it's less heat than it is flavor. But that's not the one I want to review. Joshua and Alex both uh, here at one of our local shops here. They do a sampling, and pull up on your phone real quick what the actual name of that hot sauce was. And I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it back to Alex. So they actually both participated in the challenge. I personally did not. I had a little bit of stuff I had to do. I had to go to jujitsu practice. And if we're being honest, I didn't think my uh, my guts would handle it if I did the challenge and then went to roll around on the ground with other guys. Spoiler alert, his intestinal fortitude was a lot uh, more intelligent than ours was. And as I'm pulling this up, I'm going to mute it and we're going to bring it back to Alex. 
so again Austin here had um, given us kind of the first foray into the hot sauce mix and you know again not quite as hot but it's got a good flavor to it and so it's been one of those deals where it's like you know you just kind of want to continue seeing what your threshold is what your toe your, your line in the sand is and I got Alex back on the podcast here so before we go back into our experience <laughs> and uh, to keep the language PG, PG-13. Try to. Because <laughs> it was quite an experience. Oh, it was life-changing. Um, so before we get to the particular one that we had the pleasure of sampling, uh, this is a hot sauce company where you can go into our local town and try out different hot sauces they have everything from one which is you know barbecue sauces spices everything all the way up to level 10 which is you know pretty dang hot um surface of the sun type stuff yeah and alex here before i got in you you had done a couple samples yourself and how did that go so i came in and first time i'd ever been austin said hey there's this shop that's apparently been in our town for a decade none of us knew about it really and so go in and got dozens and dozens maybe even a hundred different sauces to choose from different brands and stuff and there was one i don't remember the name of it maybe josh has it pulled up on his phone but um so as everybody knows spice level when it comes to food is measured on a scoville scale mm-hmm. uh, uh, a zero is a bell pepper Jalapeno, which is most common, probably everybody knows, that's about 8,000 on the top end. Mm-hmm. And then a habanero is like 300-something thousand. Right. And then the big one that everybody talks about is the ghost pepper. That's about 1.2. And then the Carolina Reaper, uh, which is apparently the hottest right now known to man, it's about 2.2 million. Um, so the one that we were trying that I sampled was – had uh, part of the Carolina Reaper in it, but it wasn't nearly that hot. It wasn't like eating a straight pepper. It was about 120,000 Scoville units. Yeah. So again, uh, jalapeno's pepper is 8,000. You're a Cajun boy too, so you already yeah. have a pretty good tolerance as far as you know a little bit of kick in your Creole. Yeah. If I, I may grew say up so. on cayenne pepper, which is pretty good. It's it's mid range between jalapeno and habanero. So, but. Um, I mean, that sauce, it, ha- it had a good kick. It wasn't over the top. It was well within a good, you know, nice spice, had good flavor. Mm-hmm. And then um, after, if you didn't touch it for five minutes, it's like nothing was there. Right. So, but, uh, so Josh comes in and mm. me and Austin have been there for probably about 10, 15 minutes. And so uh, Josh is working his way up. The first one he tries, I think, was probably tens of thousands of scoville units somewhere there yeah and um if my memory serves me right it's it's basically like a, a sandwich type of hot sauce it's called secret aardvark it's really good it's a habanero but it's not super spicy and it's got kind of a mustard vinegar type base to it so it's really good i had it on a hamburger today worked our way up i think the final one that we ended up getting to before you know the topic of this particular part of the podcast was um, local, and I think it was about 180-some-odd thousand Scoville mm-hmm. hot units. 
And then my machismo and bravado kind of <laughs> stepped up to the plate. And uh, the good proprietor of this shop was like, oh my I goodness. got something that'll tickle your fancy. Yeah, I have some wares if you have the coin. Yeah, oh my gosh. So I don't know why. We're there. We're having the experience. Everything's going really well. And I, I, I can honestly say at this point, I feel like I have a pretty decent you know, tolerance. Alex over here recently did the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, Blazing Hot Challenge. Yeah. It's their own Reap Carolina Reaper sauce. Uh, you know, 10 wings. Got to eat it in five minutes. You know, no drink. The typical no drink, no bathroom, no napkins, no silverware, stuff like that. And that was fine. That, yeah. was, that, was, that was good. Um, definitely could do it again. No issue. Uh, the time is the biggest issue with yeah. that. Because it's yeah. 10 bone-in it wings. Is. And you in. have to peel the meat off with your mouth you can't use your hand right which because they hate you um, mm -hmm. but yeah so josh tries the one that i tried that was about one hundred and twenty thousand somewhere still the units right and it was good kick and so she she brings out the other one and josh i think it has it pulled up mm, yes i do so uh these fine folks it's the grinders deft nectar <laughs> because we asked like like alex said here we asked the fine proprietor of the shop and said, "Hey, you know, let's 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 kick it up a notch. Let's see what's on that top shelf, that level ten of heat." And she pulls it out, Grinder's Death Nectar. And I'm just quoting directly off here. Note: This sauce is so effing hot, it'll blow your mind and burn off a few taste buds. Not intended for children under 18 or crybabies of any age. Well, I wish I had read that before we did yeah. this. It says it's about 337,000 Scoville units, but it come out of the hot sauce flask. Almost, it was, it was like black. A, it was like a molasses yeah. paste, basically. It was, it was pasty. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a normal sauce. It was, it was like you said, like a paste, and it was black. It, it, it was so black, no light could possibly transmute through it. No. And when we were asked how we would like it prepared for us, as we had done with the previous ones leading up to this pivotal moment in our life, we had been doing it on uh, Tostito scoops. And so we are like, yeah, let's go ahead and do that instead of a, a toothpick. You know, we both grab ours and look at each other, do kind of like a salute bottoms up type deal. And then we took our bite. And she was right. The proprietor did describe it as had a smoky, almost barbecue flavor. And it was. At first, it was very tasteful, and it had a really good flavor. Um, and then you wait. Probably about 15 to 30 seconds in. Yeah. Uh, the owner had made a comment about it felt like getting kicked in the huevos. And so we're kind of like, there's always a little bit of hyperbole, especially living in the Midwest. There's kind of like tall tales and cowboys. But there was no exaggeration on this one. No. Um, it, it, it came upon you, um, and came upon you very fast once mm -hmm. it hit. Yep. I made the mistake of actually not keeping it in my actual mouth long enough. So my throat was on fire, no tongue, no, no cheeks, no nothing. Just straight. My throat was like drinking lava. Incredibly, incredibly uh, warm. And I have never had anything so hot that it brought tears to my eyes. We were, we were tearing up, both of us like snot running, sweating, 
just crying <laughs> and we're looking for anything and she's thank god she's got like a napkin dispenser yeah and i was like fixing to start just buying bottles of water that she had and of course after we start drinking she's like oh by the way it's got a bunch of oil in it so if you drink anything you're just spreading the oil mm -hmm. and it did not help at yeah. all it's it's like the equivalent of trying to put out a fire by kicking the actual fire itself you're just yeah. making it worse i've again alex is so spot on i've never had anything that's actually brought me to tears as far as food is concerned with the amount of heat on it my s my my tongue felt like a hot poker that had been in the fire like it was just a very strong burning sensation tears sweat I, it, it it was out of this world it was just anything you could do i mean put a dry napkin in your mouth hoping to soak up the heat oh my goodness like oh it was just so painful I did learn a pretty interesting thing, though, and I'll share it with anyone that hasn't done any sort of a hot sauce challenge like that. If you consume a sugary beverage, not milk, but sugary beverage, it actually does counteract the capsaicin. capsaicin. Um, yeah, that was a good recommendation of hers. Oh I grabbed a water, God. but after I grabbed a water, she recommended to Josh grab a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And sure enough, he started drinking the Dr. Pepper, and I took a few sips, and oh my God, it! you don't think it. Because of the carbonation, yeah. you think it's going to hurt you. Yeah. But it really does help way more yeah. than you think. Yeah. So pro tip for this podcast, if you eat something extremely hot, get all damn sugars. And we're talking about real sugar or high fructose corn syrup. And so. be careful when you go to purge it back up because it will hurt coming back up as well. Oh, my goodness. Well, and I think we'll kind of close out on that detail there. But basically, long and the short of it is... Grinder's Death Nectar hot sauce is no joke. Oh, no. Yeah. Highly recommend well, to we're gonna anyone who loves spicy. Well, and we're going to pivot back to awesome. We're going to go towards Friday's announcement. Yeah, so Grinder's Death, uh, Grinder's Death Nectar hot sauce. Definitely, and I'm sure that Austin's really glad he didn't do that before jujitsu because that would not be a fun one to rumble around in, you know. Oh, absolutely. And just to finish out Flamin' Hot Friday, uh, that Grinders Death Nectar actually is a product of Grinders Pizza in Kansas City. So if you ever find yourself in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 8-ish p.m. Dude, that is actually pretty cool. <laughs> or up until 8-ish p.m. Friday, 11 to 9 p.m., Saturday, 11 to 9. They're closed on Sunday. Stop in, test them out, go try it for yourself uh if you, if you can order it do it support local businesses this is they've got two different locations i think the other one's in lenexa uh, so if you find yourself in kansas city missouri go stop in try it for yourself let us know what you think of it i can say just from watching them do it it is flaming hot flaming hot uh, so let's move on to Saturday. Uh, I, I really hadn't planned this one, but let's just go with like a quick uh, series Saturday. I've uh, embarked on a new series myself personally. I've been watching New Girl. Oh, no. With Zoe Desk Channel herself. I, I like it because there's so many episodes per season. Because I will admit, I'm a binger big time. Yep. 
start it, run through as many as possible. All my free time gets consumed. I'll just have it going in the background. I'll kind of like, I'll keep dialed into it while I'm doing other stuff. But I like to grind series. So it's nice to have something with 24 episodes in a season. But they basically should just call it like people make poor decisions constantly. It's not realistic (laughs) at all. It's one of those where it's like, oh, what's the right thing to do? They'll do the exact opposite about five to ten times per episode. And it's maddening. But um, Cece in it, what's that actress's name? Hannah Simone. Hannah Simone is quite fun to look at. Zoe Dest channel herself. Not bad looking, but she's got to keep the bangs going. The bangs is her signature look, and I, I dig it. I, I'm not a bangs guy personally. Not, not, not usually me either. And librarian that, glasses. She does have the librarian glasses, yeah. and that's so tough because it's one of those where it's like I can't decide with her if she really can't see or if that's just her look. But she's killing it. It's a good look for her. It's a good look. Yeah. I'm about into season two now. They're, they're, they've just started the will they, won't they of her and um, Nick. Um, she just got done with Sam. I'll give it to you guys. This might be like an unpopular opinion. But Sam put it out there for her. She chose Nick? Well. Oh, and Cece has just split up with that boy Schmidt. And she's going for an Indian. They're doing the arranged marriage thing. So I'm in the midst of it. There's a lot of it's been building all season one. I thought about dropping off a couple times. It's one of those ones where it's just it's kind of hard to hang in there sometimes. You just got to power through it. A lot of poor decisions. Really power through it. And uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to see how it rides out. I'm going to see how some of these decisions are made. We're going to keep going. If uh, we do another series Sunday next week, or series Saturday, pardon, next week, I probably dropped it off. Um, oh, speaking of series, though, uh, episode three of season five of Rick and Morty is coming out right now. It should be available to stream, so we'll check that out as well. Keep in touch. Uh, a lot of people have been hating on this season so far, but I don't know. I think that. They're kind of following the natural progression of things where it's so easy to have this very cool original idea for one, two, three seasons and with a lot of time in between. But as you start making more money, they start going, hey, we want a guaranteed 70 more episodes. Merchandising. Merchandise. That cash starts coming in. Dan Harmon's getting drunk daily. Or is, which one is it, Justin or Dan? Yeah, Justin Royland. Justin. Oh, geez, Rick. Yeah. Oh, geez, oh, Rick, please. Uh, oh, Rick. Uh, what do you What do you want, Morty? Ah, uh, geez, I, I want seventy more episodes. Uh, we'll sell out if we have to, Morty. <laughs> Unpopular <laughs> opinion. But I mean, so far I enjoy it, and I think some people get a little bit too in their feelings about whether or not people did sell out. Somebody starts offering you tens of millions of dollars to make an animated cartoon. I'd be willing to bet most of us take it. To quote but that's Steve just Miller, me. take the money and run. That's right. Let's finish this out on uh, – we got a buddy of ours wanting to meet us here um, for grabbing some late-night snacking. But let's finish it off with Soulful Sunday. How about that? Soulful Sunday. Today I saw an old lady – and she was sitting by the side of the road, 
uh, she was panhandling, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we're we're based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma area. There there is quite a large homeless population here, and it's difficult because if you're not from Tulsa, it's hard to describe just how much the weather shifts. Oh yeah. Where I mean, you we were in a torrential downpour the first half of this week. And now we're hovering back at 90, 100 degree temperatures. So, I mean, it, it turns on a dime quick. I, I highly recommend to be thankful if you got a place to stay every night that's warm, hot, cool, whatever. As long as you got a roof over your head, be thankful for that. Circling back to the scale, I saw a guy, and all she was asking for is she had a dog with her. Mm-hmm. And she said, I just need some food for the dog and some water. A guy gave him two big bottles of water and a whole bag of dog food. If you have the means, and I'm not saying every time, but if you've got the means and you can help somebody and you feel compelled, I'm not saying, like, oh, you've got to go do this. It'll make you a great person because this dude online told me so. But if you can't, I mean, that guy might have made the world for that lady today. Um, and that's something we should all strive to do is just be better to each other. Be better. Just be better to each other. And this isn't one of those things where I'm, like, accosting my subordinates, like, some comedians with talk shows. But, no, seriously, just be good to one another. Um, That's my closing thought. Uh, If Josh has got anything he'd like to add to Soulful Sunday, just an aside, more power to him. I'm going to pass my mic over to Alex, and I'm going to put some shoes on get ready to go. We'll get some closing thoughts from Alex after uh, just a – quick thought of my own um what's something i'm really thankful for for soulful sunday you know celebrating the fourth of july um always extremely thankful to live in a country where we can express our freedoms and have freedom of speech freedom of thought i would also say though thing i'm really thankful for today would be the fact that i've got such a great group of friends that we were able to you know just kind of get together randomly impromptu on sunday evening um went out watched some fireworks safely you know and that's the most important thing is just having a good time with a good group of people and i'm saying that because alex is here um and it just it's something that i'm constantly thankful for and just want to have it on the record i have it on the air so alex what about you man well i think the big thing is and just this time of the year you know they're we have our Independence Day. There's a bunch of countries that have their version of Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Um, people, especially this last year, I know with the elections and everything, but God, past four years, it just seems it, this country has had a very negative tone about itself. Um, and when it comes down to it, you know, America, it is a young country. We are a young country uh, compared to a lot of other countries. But there is one thing that we, I'm not going to say invented, but we do very well, and that is our freedoms and our just God-given rights, and that our, hopefully, our government Mm -hmm. recognizes those. There's a lot of countries that share our style of government, Canada, France, Germany, Germany for one, of course, you know, (laughs) these days at least. Yeah. But the big thing is, you everybody needs to do their best at protecting what we do have 
yes, there's other countries that do have certain freedoms, but there's a reason why America, everybody mm-hmm. wants to come here is because we tend to do it the best. And that's not like a bragging tone. That's just recognizing what we have. Right. So regardless of who, who you agree with, who you voted for, what ideals you have, I feel like it's important that all of us just as Americans realize that we want the same thing. We exactly. really do. Yeah. And we need to do our best to keep what we do have. We we might not agree with each other. We might not have the same viewpoints, but you just got to be thankful and, you know, love everybody. We're on the same team. We're yeah. all on the same team, and that's the most important thing. We're no matter what party you are, we are all Americans. Yeah, exactly. We are all on the same team. And with that closing statement, we're going to be signing out tonight. Uh, again, a very special guest appearance with Alex here. I do appreciate the Woodward Brothers having me on. Yeah, pretty excited about our little rally car project. Stay tuned <laughs> for that. And most importantly, stay safe, stay tuned. Out. <laughs>